For a narcissist, kids are an inconvenience, a liability, a waste of money, and a waste of time. Are you in the middle of a divorce? Are you in the middle of a custody battle? Are you in the middle of working against a narcissist or a toxic person in your life that's trying to take your kids and it's trying to hit you where it hurts? It's trying to be able to rip the people that are closest to you in life away from you, whether that's a young child or whether that's middle-aged kids or whatever it might be. Like, are you in a battle? Because a lot of times what people will see is in dealing with narcissism and dealing with toxic people that they'll get involved in, in divorces and custody battles and they don't want to let go, right? They want to fight and fight and fight for someone that they haven't shown a lot of care, a lot of effort. Maybe you're with a narcissist and they dipped out on you. They, you haven't seen them for six months after the baby was born and then they come back into your life and they expect to have entitled rights to the baby or they expect to be involved in the kid's life if they haven't been around for the first couple of years of their growth and development. Is that something that you struggle with? Is that something that's going on right now? Because a lot of times people are struggling with this and they don't realize that there's a lot of people out there. Number one, if that's you, like, let us know in the comments because we want to be able to help and keep watching the video because I got a couple different tips to be able to help you, but also to explain what's going on. Number two, if you've been going through the situation or you've gone through this situation, leave some comments too to encourage some people, maybe some tips, tricks, other ideas that I'm not even having a chance to be able to tell in this video so that people understand because there's a lot of people that are in a desperate battle fighting for their kids with a toxic person trying to figure out how to be able to navigate it and they need more help. They need more resources. So let's provide that. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. We do it over a couple different platforms. So if you don't follow already, look at TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. Follow us on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just look us up everywhere under Raw Motivations. If you're listening on the podcast, thanks so much. Like, rate, review, just so we can keep sharing it. If you have a chance, share this with someone you know that maybe is going through the same situation, a sticky divorce, a crazy situation. Share it with other people to try to have them help understand how they can heal, grow, and change and to be able to do it the safest way possible with having kids involved and all those things like that. Anyways, uh, if you don't have a chance, download the NARC app. I'm not going to say a bunch about it. If you haven't had a chance to look at it, just go to narcapp.com, N-A-R-C-A-P-P, narcapp.com. It stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. Check it out there. We've got a lot of stuff on there to be able to explain about it. I won't dive into detail. And here we go. All right. So just if, if you guys don't know, I am a self-aware narcissist and I do have a kid as well. Okay. So this is coming from my experience as a father. Uh, it's also coming from my experience in talking to a lot of different survivors and a lot of different narcissists all across the country. Okay. What happens is you see a lot of times that divorce with a narcissist, with a toxic person gets really, really messy right? Like it gets long, it gets drawn out, it becomes something that over a period of time, you're just like, is this ever going to end? Check with your state because a lot of times different states have different rules, different litigations of how long it can draw out or what needs to happen or what doesn't need to happen. There's a lot of different things that happen. For instance, like if you're in Mexico, you can get a divorce like really quick. You know, it's, it's very much geared to the sides of like, hey, you can get a divorce, you can get out. Other places in different states, you have to be separated for a year. You have to, you know, be a certain, there's all different types of things. So check with where you are because a lot of times a narcissist will use and play the system as much as they can. And you're wondering like, why won't they just let go of me? Like, why won't they stop? And a lot of times what it comes down to is the aspect of control. 
is I still have you being controlled by me. The narcissist is looking at you and being like, you still are coming back to me for information. You still are coming back. And the thing that confuses a lot of people, random random side notes. We're going to take a lot of, a lot of random side notes. The thing that confuses a lot of people is they're like, why would they care? Like I'm, I'm yelling at them or I'm frustrated at them or like all this kind of stuff. What they care is the attention and the reaction. Okay, just like side note there. So when it's messy, when it's long, when it's drawn out and you're like, wouldn't it be better if they just like got out of it? Sometimes they do, not saying all, but wouldn't it be just better if they just got out of it? Well, they're still getting supply a lot of times off of you. And you have to remember, separate video, but you have to remember that supply from you can be negative or positive. For the narcissist, it's just supply. They don't care. So you could say F you, and you could say I love you, and the narcissist is like, oh my gosh, it's all about me. Same thing will happen either way. Okay, but when we're talking about divorce and we're talking about kids in the picture, a lot of times we get into really, really sticky situations. So a couple things I want to highlight. Three things I want to highlight starting off just to be able to help you. Tips and tricks. And then we'll jump into what real life looks like, uh, what kids look like for the narcissist, and then why they fight for them. Okay, so real quick, when we talk about custody battles and getting into that, it can get really messy really fast. Okay, one of the things that, that's very much out there and a lot of times you hear it is the idea of gray rocking. Okay, gray rocking is the idea of being uninterested to the narcissist. So they either back off, they either go find someone else, they leave you alone, but they stop trying to do what they're doing because you're not giving a reaction. However, in custody cases, in custody battles, putting people in the court like system and things like that, a lot of times gray rocking from a outside perspective, and a lot of times outside perspective that doesn't understand narcissism can appear to be abusive. Okay, because the narcissist is communicating and you're like barely communicating or not communicating. They can look at that in a bad light. So first off, be careful of that. Okay, the option and the solution with that that I want to recommend is using the BIF method. If you haven't had a chance, you can check it out. There's a book, there's online stuff about it, but it stands for brief, informative, friendly, and firm. Basically, it is like a small framework to be able to put your communication to the narcissist in a small framework that keeps you aligned with what you need to do and what you have to communicate. It helps take out some of the emotions, take out some of the you know justifying stuff, like vindictive stuff, like anything that bubbles up. And it will because that's what they're trying to get you to do. They want you to react. If they can get you to react, then that means they can control you and they can make you look crazy. So look up the Biff method because that'll help a lot too. Also, look up on different social media platforms, either Judge Anthony or Anthony Bompiani, because he's got a lot of really good tips, tricks, ideas of in the courtroom, out of the courtroom, like working on getting yourself ready for it. Follow his stuff. He's got a lot of free content that is super awesome and is great resources for you to be able to help give you an idea and some sanity in the crazy situation that you're going through. Okay. All right. So real life, what does that look like? A lot of times you'll have a narcissist that will fight and fight and fight for the kids. And you'll be like, why are we going through all this? Like, why do you want so much time with them? So much time when you haven't been invested with them. And they'll fight with the kids, fight so much for the kids, and then get to the place that they have the kids. And every time they have the kids, they turn, they drop them off with their parents. And they go off and do other things. Okay, real life scenario. Sometimes you'll have where they're fighting for, I want to have them overnight and I want to have them for, you know, a week on week off versus like only a couple days. And you see that fight happen more and more. And it gets to the place of like, what's the point? Because when it comes to light, the other person's working a third shift job and is never home. Okay. Other times the narcissist is going to fight for the kids and it ends up being for the sole reason because they know that it's going to hurt you. 
They know that, hey, I can control this person, I can get them to react, and I can always get supply from them. They're always gonna keep coming back to me because we have to be tied because of the kids. So I'm gonna fight for them so that I have them. I'll just have my new supply, the girlfriend, like watch them, I'll go do whatever I want you know, and end up going with someone else. Like it's crazy a lot of times, but a lot of times they'll do that. They'll fight for the kids for the sole purpose to hurt you. Okay. So why? So a lot of times when we talk about kids and we talk about narcissists, what I want to do is paint a quick perspective that a lot of you guys aren't going to like, but I want to just be real and be honest about what it actually is. Okay. Here it is. Okay. Kids for narcissists are an inconvenience. Okay. Kids for narcissists are a liability, are a waste of money and a waste of time. Okay, now I'm saying that and everybody's gonna be like, but you have a kid. Okay, like for unaware narcissist that doesn't give a crap about people because they don't, okay, what they look at is a kid, is it only an inconvenience, a liability, a waste of money, and a waste of time. The reason why is because that that child, a lot of times, especially like the small baby, or you can have, you know, different aspects of different ages and stuff, it kind of varies. A lot of times I say like from zero to four, it's like, eh, whatever, this person doesn't matter. And then a lot of times when they become like 13 and move on, then there's also like, hey, they don't matter because they actually see the toxicity I have. But say from like four to 12, they, hey, I'm the awesome parent. I'm the Disneyland dad. I'm the wonderful mom, like all that kind of stuff. And they can look that way because the child is actually supporting their mask, the version of themselves that they want to portray themselves out there. So with that, kids are an inconvenience unless they can help support the mask, unless you can tout the kid along to be like, hey, look at me, I've got a kid. A lot of times you'll see narcissists that will use the kid to be able to foster more supply. They show up in a single parent um, a group or they go on like you know field trips or stuff like that as a single parent when they're still married, when they're still in a relationship, but they're doing that to be able to advertise for more people to come into their lives to help them. All they're looking for is a babysitter a lot of times to help them so they can get supply from that anyway. So hard reality. I know a lot of people aren't going to like that. But for a narcissist, kids are an inconvenience, a liability, a waste of money, and a waste of time. So why fight for them? Like why actually like put forth the time and effort to be able to fight for them? Okay. For the narcissist, the reason why a lot of times in custody battles they will fight for the kids comes down to two simple things. Image and control. I want to be able to look like a good person because I'm fighting for my kids. I want to be able to spend time with them. I'm a loving dad. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a caring mom. Like I want to be that person. And so I put that image out there and then I fight for the kids. Now, when I don't get the kids, I'm a victim. Like, oh my gosh, they stole the kids. They took the kids from me. Gives a victim story so I can get more supply. Okay. Or I get the kids and then I use those on social media and I use those everywhere else to be like, hey, I've got a kid. I'm a single parent because, you know, my partner, like they left me and like I'm stuck with this. Again, victim mentality. A lot of times, covert narcissist, that's a lot of times where I'm kind of going with that. Okay. Image, that's a huge one. Control is the aspect of if I have the kids or if I have access to the kids, then a lot of times the narcissist knows and they understand that I have access to you. Okay. If I can control the kids or if I can be in their lives, that means I can send messages through them. That means I can teach them what to say to you. That means I can do a whole lot of other things that is still manipulative in nature and feeds the ego and feeds the image and feeds the supply aspect of getting little flying monkeys to end up going and attacking you in different ways. So when you're going through this, there's a couple things. We talked about Biff method. We talked about Judge Anthony. Leverage those. They're great. Two more things that when you're going through custody battles that you can use to be able to leverage because it's one of the only things that actually help in those. So I want you to think of this. You can leverage their image and you can leverage money. 
Those are about the two biggest components that will end up affecting what the narcissist does and what you get out of a custody battle. Is if that custody battle is going to impact their image, then sometimes they might step back from it. Okay, like like this battle is getting public or this battle is getting put out there and everybody's seeing it that I'm fighting for it, but I'm toxic or I'm fighting for it in this. So like I'm gonna back off and I'm gonna say, hey, like you should probably take the kids because that's the best situation. And then they can look like the good person. So if they can look like the good person and not have the kids because of the inconvenience part, then they'll go for that. The other one, hard to believe, but it is true, is still money. It's like the aspect of either you can have all the kids and the narcissist doesn't have to pay any alimony, any child support, or, you know, there's an aspect of sometimes payoffs or, you know, you can have all the house money and I just get the kids. Like, it's really like what I'm, I know what I'm saying right now sounds really awful because it sounds like you're buying the kids. For the narcissist, like they don't care, okay? They care about image, they care about money, they care about controlling you. So those are the two things a lot of times that you can leverage in going through divorce battles and custody battles is leveraging image and money to try to put together the best deal in one sense to have the most influence on your kids. Because when you're going through that, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the narcissist gets as far as money or their image. What matters is your kids. How are you investing in them? How are you protecting them? I hope that helps. Thanks so much for watching today.